Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. Hey, today is a fantastic Friday. It's fantastic because the Lord has given to you and I another opportunity to spend time with Him, to open His Word, to read it, to listen to it, and then to allow the Holy Spirit to apply what we've learned to our lives today. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for each person that's listening to this podcast. I pray, Father, a blessing upon them. I pray that the Holy Spirit would open our hearts, that we might receive, open our minds that we might understand, and then open our lives that we might walk in obedience to the things that we're being shown. Because we realize, Lord, that Each day that we draw near to you, you are also drawing near to us. And that each day your word is fresh, it's true, and it's applicable to our lives. So I thank you again for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 14. We're going to begin reading in the first verse and Just as a point of information, I'm reading out of the New King James. So if my version sounds a little different than yours, that may be why. Verse verse 1, Now it happened in Iconium that they went to the synagogue, they meaning Paul and, and Barnabas, went to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude of both the Jews and the Greeks believed. Friends, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but as you read the book of Acts, you'll see this theme of a great multitude played over and over and over again. It started on the day of Pentecost, the day when the Holy Spirit came down and filled those that were in the upper room, the day that Peter stood up and with great boldness preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many people, it said, were added to the church that day. In fact, they gave the number of 3,000 that were added to the church that day. And as the disciples, as the apostles went out, and as they preached in different areas, different regions of the country, we see this theme of a great multitude coming to the Lord through the spoken word, through the witness that they were bearing to people as to what God had done, what they had seen Him do, and how they had seen Him transform lives, and how their own lives had been transformed by the infusion, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Notice what's happened. That there are those that are enthusiastic, those that are supporting what the Lord is doing, those that are accepting And yet there are those who are rejecting. Those who choose to walk in darkness instead of walking in the light that's being revealed to them. And it's interesting to note that the unbelievers turn to violence, turn to hostility, 
play out their anger. And I ask you, my friends, don't we see this same thing being played out today? Aren't people who are against others showing acts of of violence, acts of hostility, acts of anger? Verse 4 says, But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Laconia, and to the surrounding region. And they were preaching the gospel there. Friends, there was nothing that anyone could do that would knock the disciples, knock the apostles off their course or off their mission. Acts of hostility, acts of anger, acts of wanting to do violent things to them were not enough to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can take prayer out of school. You can take God out of so many things. And yet, your removal of those things does not negate his power and will not negate his word going forth. And friends, today you're either going to go with him or you're going to be against him. And I know that you've probably run into those people that say, well, I'm neither for him nor am I against him. In saying that, they're making a choice. They're saying, yes, I'm against him. Because we have to, as individuals, turn to the Lord and accept him into our lives. And if we don't, by that very act of not accepting him, we are rejecting him. There's no fence riders. There's no one that's going to say, hey, I'm just neutral in this matter. And so it says in verse 8, And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was standing, or was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently, and seeing that he had the faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices saying in the Lyconian language, the gods, small g-o-d-s, the gods have come uh, down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus. And Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Zeus whose temple was in the front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the, to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostles Barnabas and Saul heard this, they tore their clothing. They were grieved that these people would think of them as gods. They were grieved and ran into the multitude, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you. 
and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that are in them, who in bygone generations allowed all nations, notice those words, allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. You see, God gives us a choice. God gives us the ability to choose for him or against him. We can walk with him in holiness and righteousness and light and life and love, or we can choose our own ways. Nevertheless, verse 17, he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, they could scarcely retain or restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them. They are doing everything in their power to point people to the living God. They are doing what John the Baptist did in his day. They were saying, I'm not he. I'm not the one that you're expecting. The one that you're expecting has come. He's here. He's walking among you. And now Paul and Barnabas are proclaiming that gospel that they are serving a living God. Because when Jesus Christ went to the cross, he died, he was buried. But on that third day, God raised him from the dead. We serve today a living God. Verse 19, then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. Friends, it wasn't enough that Jews from Antioch and Iconium had rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. They wanted to hold on to their Jewish tradition. They wanted to hold on to their Jewish laws and regulations. They wanted, more importantly, to hold on to their position within the church as teachers and yet they were teaching a falsehood. They were teaching in a manner that brought the glory to themselves and not to the living God. And so they came and they began to persuade the multitudes who then stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. But they were forgetting the law that they swore to uphold, the law that they proclaimed to be teaching, the law that they said that others were disobeying by following Jesus. That is the law in the Ten Commandments that said, you shall not murder. But they were doing that very thing. They were trying to murder. They were trying to kill 
they were trying to stop the movement of God. But friends, as I said earlier, no one, nothing, there's no authority, no power so great that will stop the gospel of Jesus Christ from spreading. And so I ask you, are you part of the great multitude who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit who teaches us and guides us in all things. I pray once again that you would apply these words to our lives in this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, friends, thank you again for joining me. Don't forget, I don't podcast on the weekends. However, Sunday morning at 8.30, I will be live streaming. And I'm excited because this Sunday something new is going to happen. And so if you want to see that new thing, then I invite you to tune in. It's on Facebook Live, 8.30 to 9, uh, usually around that time. As always, I ask that you would share this message. Would you retweet it? Would you send it out through Instagram? Would you put it on your Facebook page? I want you to know that you are deeply loved. I love you, but more importantly, God loves you. And so until we meet the next time, may God bless.